Blog Talk Radio. Uh, 
way that you keep them around is by remembering them, by telling stories about them, by by saying, hey, remember uh, when they did such and such. And in that way, you can keep their memory alive and you can honor them. You can tell stories about how they, uh, how your father taught you to ride a bicycle, how he taught you to hunt, how he taught you the difference between right and wrong. And you can honor them in that way. And that's what we do. And we do it, as I said, while we're teaching the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program today in the nation. <clears throat> Welcome to the show, everyone, and uh, we're going to get started <clears throat> with a list of the uh, upcoming events here in just a second. <clears throat> we uh, we have a great number of events coming up, and uh, we want to make sure that you that you're doing everything you can to uh, to add to that. <clears throat> All right, we've got. Uh, I'm coming up here on the uh, the schedule page now. So if you want to find out when these events are coming to you and uh, how to get there, etc., all the information you'll need. What you're going to do is you're going to go to AppleseedInfo.org or RWVA.org. That will take you to our home page. On the home page, you'll see a list of tabs across the top uh, of the page. The second one from the left says Appleseed. Put your cursor on the Appleseed, and it'll give you a drop-down menu. And on that drop-down menu uh, is Schedule. You click on Schedule, and that will take you to the page uh, that I'm going to read from in just a second. First, I'd like to remind you that <clears throat> the home page, the uh, RWVA homepage, uh, has been put together uh, by our IT guys. And uh, uh, they put a lot of work into this, into the homepage now, and they just it keeps getting better and better. And uh, I want to tell them uh, all thank you, all the folks involved in the uh, the homepage. Of course, I, uh, I don't know who the current folks working on. I know Bill 3 and... Uh, and SCSI and a lot of the rest of the IT guys <clears throat> have put a lot of work into the the Appleseed uh, Project homepage. <clears throat> and you can get a lot of information uh, from the homepage. You can get the schedule. You can get uh, uh, what people are saying about us. Uh, if you want to know why we have the uh, why we're devoted to April nineteenth, well, you've got the answers right there on the homepage. Uh, you also have how to re- prepare for an event, locations, they frequently ask questions. Uh, we've got the boot camp information, uh, the way for you to register uh, online by mail. Uh, we've got a, uh, a page that gives the uh, information about the RWVA mission, the instructors. Uh, we have links to the RWVA store, the forum, uh, we've got a link for the latest news about us. And, of course, there's the email, uh, the way to email the program. <clears throat> so even if you're a member, of, even if you've been a member of the forum for quite a while, uh, take a look at the home page and, uh, and look at the work that's been done there. And if you have any suggestions for making it better, uh, I'm sure you can uh, email uh, uh, any of the IT guys about that. 
and uh, uh, if there's anything else you'd like to see up there or if there's anything that uh, that you think could make an easier page to navigate, I'm sure that uh, they would uh, be grateful for any suggestions or comments that you have. All right, so we're going to find out the way to get to an event. So you go to rwva.org, takes you to the home page. On the home page, go to the Appleseed. gives you a drop-down menu. Go to Schedule. Click on that, and that will take you to the page that I'm reading from now. Now, the way that you, <clears throat> the way that you uh, find an event is uh, if you want to just uh, you want to see the events that are going on all across the nation, uh, that address will give you the uh, the events for all across the nation. But at the very top of it is a filter. So if you want to find out uh, what's going on in Maine or in uh, Georgia, Hawaii, etc., and I can tell you right now, there's nothing going on in Hawaii, but we're still looking for it. You can use the state filter. You plug the state in there, hit filter, and it'll give you the events for that state. <clears throat> so the states, I mean, the events are listed by date, by the dates, and then by uh, uh, the states in alphabetical order. So starting off in October, uh, and here's the other thing. If you look at the, once you've selected an event that you would like to attend, and uh, and don't just think about attending, folks. If you're going to do something, then do it. Don't think about attending. Attend. Just like I tell folks on the firing line, the way to do something is not to think about doing it, it's to do it. Don't think about shooting. Don't think about taking the shot. Shoot. Take the shot. All right. Once you find an event that you would like to attend, there's going to be two hot links next to it to the right. One says information. If you click on that link, you'll get all the information for that specific location on that specific date. Uh, it'll give you the uh, uh, the location that the event's going to occur at, uh, directions on how to get there, uh, contact information, any special uh, rules, regulations, laws, etc. for that specific event on that specific date. To the right of that is another link that says register. When you click on that link, it will take you to the third-party software that we use for registration. That's the Eventbrite system. And uh, we encourage you to pre-register. Uh, more and more, the events are uh, getting sold out. So the idea that you can uh, just show up at an event and you'll have a place on the line, I wouldn't count on that uh, because you're going to be one, one sad shooter when you get there and the line is filled up and uh, they're going to hand you a uh, bucket of potatoes and a paring knife instead of uh, targets to post. <clears throat> also, when you register for an event, that lets us know how many people are going to be at that event on that date. That way we can make sure we have uh, a good instructor-to-student ratio. We can have all the uh, supplies that we need for that shoot. And I mentioned before that there have been times when we've had an event uh, at a venue that's been sold out. But because we knew it was going to be sold out and we saw it heading that way, we were able to secure additional line for that event. But I can tell you right now, if we don't know it's going to be sold out, then there's no way we're going to secure additional line. So please, make sure that you, uh, 
that you're pre-registering because this isn't just one or two events uh, a month now. We're talking about hundreds of events per month. And all of those hundreds of events need instructors to be scheduled for them. They need uh, airline tickets and hotel rooms and rental cars, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So you're doing us a big favor, too, when you pre-register, along with making sure that you've got a place on the line. You're helping us to make sure that we're going to have all the instructors and supplies we need for the event. So once again, I encourage you to please to uh, pre-register when you decide to go to an event. That includes the uh, all of the folks that are in the uh, free attendance category, especially those folks, the women, uh, children, uh, law enforcement, uh, vets, etc. Make sure that you pre-register so that we know that you're coming and we can have the supplies uh, and staff for you. All right, the next uh, upcoming weekend is October 30th and 31st. That's going to start out in Clinton, Arkansas, followed by Kingman, Arizona, Dulzura, California, October 30th and 31st, is sold out. All right, that's one of the uh, one of the things I was telling you that uh, that you have to look forward to now is events being sold out before the uh, before the date that they occur. So in order to make sure that you have a place on the line, make sure that you are one of the smart folks that pre-register. Also, October 30th and 31st is Castro Valley, California, Rama, Colorado, Wallingford, Connecticut, Hernando County, Florida, Nampa, Idaho, Indianapolis, Indiana. This is a one-day event on Saturday, October 30th. We're uh, taking all the stuff that... uh, that we put into two days usually. We're cramming it to one, and we're going to do it on Saturday. <clears throat> if you only could make a, uh, if you can only make the Saturday, and I know that a lot of people uh, are in this category because they uh, they can only either spare one day uh, because of work situation, etc. Or there are a lot of folks that uh, that have duties with their church or obligations at the church, and they don't want to miss their church date on Sunday. So this is a perfect. Uh, uh, way for you guys to to get a good solid day of apple seed uh, in one day. That's uh, October 30th, Saturday, October 30th, in Indianapolis, Indiana. All right, the next uh, <clears throat> location for the 30th, 31st weekend is Lapeer, Michigan, followed by Hinkley, Minnesota, Ramsar, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Las Vegas, Nevada, Gardnerville, Nevada. Athens, Ohio, Withy, Wisconsin, which is also a one-day event on Saturday, October 30th, Bristol, Wisconsin, and Stinson, West Virginia. All right, that's going to close out the month of October and begin the November month. And November is a uh, November is a pretty filled month. And once again, it's a uh, this time of year is a great time of year to be going to an event. The days of summer are behind us now. It's nice and cool. You might be able to wear a sweater the whole time you're at an Apple Feet event. So this is the perfect time to be out uh, to be out Apple seating. All right, the first uh, event. There are two events uh, in the first week of November that are uh, that are unusual events. We have a November third and fourth, uh, which is a uh, Wednesday and Thursday in New Martinsville. Uh, West Virginia. Then we have a November 5th and 6th, 
which is a Friday and Saturday, in Mount Vernon, Kentucky. Right, the weekend of November 6th and 7th, Saturday and Sunday, starts in Fresno, California, followed by Newhall, California. Piru, California, November 6th and 7th, is a ladies-only event. Now, we do this fairly regularly. We'll have ladies-only events, and uh, this allows women the opportunity to uh, get together and uh, and attend an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event uh, in a ladies-only environment. A lot of... Uh, a lot of ladies enjoy that, so we try and facilitate that. And we'll be doing it in Piru, California, on the 6th and 7th of November. All right, the next weekend uh, is uh, the next date on that same weekend, November 6th and 7th, is Santa Barbara, California, followed by Bakersville, Bakersfield, California, <clears throat> Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Bonnell, Florida, Waterman, Illinois, Layden, Maine, or Layden, Massachusetts, I'm sorry, Annapolis, Maryland, Miamisburg, Ohio, Wooster, Ohio, San Angelo, Texas, Stevenson, Washington, Lodi, Wisconsin, Eleanor, West Virginia. That's going to close out the 6th and 7th weekend. We'll begin the 13th and 14th, November 13th and 14th, in Sacramento, California. That's going to be followed by Piru, California, Brighton, Colorado, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, Waco, Georgia, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Alton, Illinois, Evansville, Indiana, Eureka, Kansas, Humansville, Missouri, Como, Mississippi, Carlsbad, New Mexico, Las Cruces, New Mexico, Wilmington, Ohio, Eagle Creek, Oregon, Manchester, Tennessee, College Station, Texas, Dallas, Texas, November 13th and 14th. Now, I believe that the Dallas-Fort uh, Worth shoot at Quail Creek Range on the 13th and 14th, I believe that's already a sold-out event also. I think that uh, <coughs> Andrew and Lauren have a uh, one or two places left that they're keeping stashed in their pocket. Uh, but uh, I think for all intents and purposes that uh, that location is already sold out too. And uh, Hawkhaven has sent me a list uh, of additional sold out locations that I'll read to you as soon as I'm through here. Once again, if you're going to make sure that you attend an event, you're going to need to pre-register for it. All right, November 13th and 14th is also a Virginia Beach, Virginia location. That closed out the 13th and 14th. And we'll begin the November 20th and 21st weekend in Ridgecrest, California, followed by Gunnison, Colorado, Hartford, Connecticut, Mayaca City, Florida, St. Augustine, Florida, Hernando, Florida. This is going to be a one-day event, Saturday, November 20th. Bonfield, Illinois, Washburn, Missouri, Ramsar, North Carolina, Lincoln, Nebraska. Pelham, New Hampshire, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Lake George, New York, Grandfield, Oklahoma, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Davila, Texas, Midland, Texas. Uh, the Davila, Texas event on the 20th and 21st. That's going to be uh, one of the apple seeds that follows a rifleman's boot camp. We'll be having a rifleman's boot camp that will uh, end up in the Appleseed that weekend. Now, I always tell folks that 
Uh, if you want to go to a uh, uh, an apple seed uh, that has a, a lot of high energy, a lot of uh, uh, instructors, a good instructor-to-student ratio, et cetera, then you want to pick out one of the uh, apple seeds that follow boot camp because you've got a, got a lot of guys that just went through a hard week of intensive rifle marksmanship and uh, instruction on how to instruct, and uh, they're just bursting at the seams. They're ready to uh, they're ready to to give some instruction, and uh, and it's always a, a very great uh, high energy event. And we'll be having one the 20th and 21st of November in Davila, Texas. That same weekend, we'll also have the Midland, Texas. Yakima, Washington, Hubertus, Wisconsin, which is a one-day, Saturday, November 20th event. Racine, Wisconsin, Stinson, West Virginia. Kingman, Arizona, starts off the November 27th, 28th weekend. That's followed by Glen Helen, California, on the 27th and 28th, which is another ladies-only event. Sunland, California, is also the 27th and 28th. Riley, Indiana. Hinkley, Minnesota, Terrell, Texas. I believe that will be the first event we're having in Terrell. Harvard, Massachusetts, that's a uh, one-day event on Saturday, November 28th. <clears throat> All right, that takes us to the first weekend in December. And, man, the uh, the year has just raced past us. Uh, it just seems to be going faster and faster and uh and it's already december uh in uh, i guess in what uh almost uh, a little bit less than 5 weeks or actually at 5 weeks it'll be december the last month of 2010 all right the first weekend in december which is the 4th and 5th will start off in Coarse Gold California followed by Saugus California, Colebrook, Connecticut, Pensacola, Florida, Eureka, Kansas is a one-day event, Saturday, December 4th, Cynthiana, Kentucky, December 4th and 5th, Columbia, Maine, Humansville, Missouri, Biloxi, Mississippi, Roswell, New Mexico, Miamisburg, Ohio, Fredericksburg, Texas, Mechanicsville, Virginia, La Crosse, Wisconsin. That takes us to the December 11th and 12th, which is in Buckeye, Arizona, followed by Corona, California, San Luis Obispo, California, Piru, California, Eureka, California, St. Augustine, Florida, Waco, Georgia, Lewiston, Idaho, Rochester, Indiana, Ashland, Kentucky, Sherburne, Louisiana, Harvard, Massachusetts, Annapolis, Maryland, Hinkley, Minnesota, Las Cruces, New Mexico. This is a ladies-only event, December 11th and 12th, in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Calverton, New York, Eagle Creek, Oregon, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, San Angelo, Texas, College Station, Texas, Yakima, Washington, and Stinson, West Virginia. That takes us all the way to December 11th and 12th. That's five weeks ahead. All right. Now, I'd like to make sure that you guys are 
uh, are making sure that you are getting ready for the winter seeds. Make sure that you are also, that you're adding a shoot to November and December. Uh, I know December is, uh, if you can add one at the end of, de- of November, that would be great. If not, make sure that you're adding one additional shoot for December. There's still plenty of time to do it. And I know that uh, out of each state that we're running Appleseed events in, I know that you can squeeze one more event into the month of December. That's an additional 48 events. So try and make sure that you're squeezing that uh, that next that last event of the year in into December and that you're getting your winter seed program ready. Now, the winter seed program <clears throat> is... Uh, there's a project that uh, B9 is uh, heading up, I believe, and if he's, uh, I can't get the uh, the chat room to open right now, so I can't tell who's who's in and who's not in there. If I get it to open and uh, he's in, then I'd like for, uh, or if you're just listening, Ed, uh, if you can call in and give us an update on the winter seeds. But what we're trying to do is make sure that <clears throat> that. The Appleseed Project doesn't slow down. We don't drop into low gear or into idle uh, during these next couple of months. It's very important for us to keep the the energy up, keep the inertia up, and keep the program running through these winter months. Uh, And in order to celebrate you folks, uh, all of us actually, uh, in order to celebrate all of us uh, enjoying the inclement winter weather that uh, winter can provide for us, there's been a special winter seed patch struck, which uh, you will receive if uh, you shoot uh, to rifleman standards on the AQT at an inclement event. Now, this is a uh, a very spiffy patch, and uh, I'm actually going to, if we can't get a a rain going somewhere, I'm actually going to... uh, run a hose down to the range and uh, turn on some sprinklers in the 30 or 40 degree weather this year to make sure that we can all get our uh, winter seed patches. Make sure that you are uh, promoting your winter events. Make sure that folks understand that uh, that doing the events in the winter is just as important to them as doing them in uh, any other time of the year. They're going to be outside anyway. They know that winter is coming as it does every year there, and uh, there's no reason that they can't uh, get to out to an event and go through the go to the uh, skills, learn the skills and techniques that you'll need uh, to shoot your rifle safely and efficiently in inclement weather in the winter time. We want to make sure that we're not slowing down, that we're not uh, putting ourselves in idle during these winter months. So make sure that you're working on your winter seed uh, program. All right, at the same time, make sure that you are fleshing out your 2011 schedules. Make sure that you're fleshing out your your 2011 schedules and getting all of the uh, events on the books. We talked talked about this a couple of times in the, uh, the last few shows. Whenever you have events at ranges, and of course the first thing you do is go to those ranges uh, that you're partnered with and uh, and get them to okay, the ones that can. I know that some ranges 
uh, won't let you post a schedule until January 1. That's uh, when they will post all their events, etc. But uh, a lot of ranges are are now letting us go ahead and uh, schedule events uh, the uh, ahead of time. So make sure that the ones that are letting you go ahead and get those events uh, on the schedule. If there's been no change in the EIP, just send that EIP into Savage Shooter with the uh, notation that there are no changes. At the same time, make sure that uh, in the next uh, couple of months that you get an updated uh, contract uh, host application signed by the range folks. So basically, whenever you, uh, every time you're at a uh, at a range, make sure that we get an updated uh, for the coming year. Make sure we get an updated uh, 2011 host application from the folks, so we can have that on file. And that you're getting all of your 2011 shoots in now. Especially work on your April 19th shoots. All right, that is uh, January. I mean. Uh, uh, November, December, January, February, March, April. Six months. We're at the six-month line now from April, from the April 19th events, from our signature events. For those of you that uh, that don't know, the Appleseed Project uh, has a series of signature events that we run on April 19th. This last year we did 100, and this coming year we're going to be shooting for 200 events. So... We'd like to make sure that we are getting all of those events on the schedule as early as possible. That includes making sure that you have uh, that you go ahead and flushing out your instructor teams for those events, so that the folks now, six months ahead of time, have the ability to pencil themselves in the schedule uh, as shoot bosses and instructors for those events. We don't want to wait till the last minute because we're going to be stretching ourselves, our reserves for instructors, etc., to the limit this coming year. So make sure that you're working on that uh, now. Work on that now. Don't wait uh, until January, February, March. Uh, get it done now. Get the events penciled in. Get the instructors uh, listed for it <clears throat> as soon as possible. All right. Now, <clears throat> uh, in addition to that, make sure that you uh, are periodically taking a look at the schedule events for 2010, the the last couple of months that we have here, November, December. Make sure that the events that you have scheduled, especially if you've been putting on any new ones, that they are listed on the schedule, that they've made it to the schedule. Uh, every once in a while you can have a uh, – uh, things can get a little bit hinky and uh, some paperwork may not get sent in, or a savage might need some additional information from you, etc., or just uh, needs to be reminded to get a an event listed. So make sure that you're checking the November-December schedule and that all of the events that you that, that you as a state coordinator or you as a shooter, uh, as a shoot boss, have uh, on the schedule for November-December. Make sure that they are indeed listed on the, uh, the schedule of events. Now let's talk about promotions. Uh, promotions and... Uh, uh, if you've listened to me on the show before, you know that I've I've mentioned this over and over and over again. Promotions are the key to Appleseed uh, success or failure. And Appleseed is a success. And the reason why is because it's just an absolutely uh, amazing program. So when people come to an event, 
they're sold on it. They are sold on it. But as I said, it's when people come to an event, they're sold on it. So we need to get people to the event so they can get sold on it. And there's a lot of ways you can do this. And uh, we'll start off with the most, with the very basic uh, first uh, technique, the the super secret uh, low-tech high-yield method, which is the word of mouth. Make sure that you're telling folks, and uh, you don't have to be uh, a uh, any type of title person, etc. You don't have to be a member of Appleseed to do this. All you have to do is have a desire in you for other folks to experience that uh, same great event that you did and get them to come to an event by letting them know about it because they're not going to know about it unless uh, unless you tell them. And it's also one of the most successful ways that we have of getting folks to events because <clears throat> word of mouth doesn't require any other previous contact or information uh, to get folks to attend an event because uh, the way it works is this. You as a trusted friend, uh, family member, acquaintance, uh, you let them know about the event, and they can go to an event on your say-so because you've cleared it. You said it's a good thing. You said, I've gone. You know me. You know that I wouldn't waste my time at something that wasn't worth it, and this is worth it. This is worth my time. This is worth your time. This is a worthwhile event, and they'll decide to go. So make sure that you're working that, first of all. You know, we've got almost 10,000 members uh, in uh, as registered users of the forum. Now, I know that uh, a great majority of those folks, uh, that, they're, that they're not active. But just think about that for a minute. Think about those numbers for just a minute. Getting one person to come to an event doesn't sound like a very big deal. It, is a, it doesn't sound like a big deal to do because it's just one person, right? You're just gonna you're gonna get one person to come to an event, and maybe to you it doesn't seem like that big of a deal either because you're thinking, well, it's just one person. You know, I need to get I need to figure out some better way to do it than just getting one person. Well, one person uh, times ten thousand members is ten thousand folks. That's a pretty big deal then. When you start thinking about it, about it in that way, it, it turns out to be a pretty big deal. So word of mouth, the super secret uh, low-tech, high-yield method, is still the best way of getting folks to attend. Make sure that you're doing that. A lot of times people don't think about that. They don't think about asking a family member. They don't. They, or perhaps they think that, you know, I could ask so-and-so, but... He's probably going to say, you know, he doesn't want to do it, or so why would I even ask him? And my answer is this, is that, you know, I've thought that way too. But at the same time, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a hardcore inviter. So I have plenty of experience in inviting even folks that I feel will have absolutely no interest in what I'm about to invite them to at all. And time and time again, I am surprised by them telling me, you know, that sounds like a great idea. I've been wanting to do something like that for a while. And, uh, and of course, I, I look at it and I say, you know, you're kidding, right? Because I asked you, but I, I really didn't have any, uh, I really didn't have any, uh, you know, confidence that you were going to, you were going to want to attend. They say, no, no, that's, uh, it's something that I'd like to do. 
So, <clears throat> so don't think that just because you think they're not going to have any interest or they're not going to attend that they're a lost cause. Go ahead and invite them. It is free for you to invite them. It doesn't cost you a dime to invite somebody. It's painless uh, as far as, uh, you know, as punji stick pain. Uh, you're not going to get any uh, actual pain uh, that way. <clears throat> so make sure that you uh, that you invite folks, word of mouth, invite folks. Now, also, we have the uh, the community calendar. And, you know, I, I know that you guys think this is a lot of trouble, but it's not. It's very easy to do. Do one or two, and you'll see that it's a very easy thing to do. And... Uh, and they wouldn't have these community calendars if they weren't working, if they weren't providing information for people. So what we're trying to do is put out the information about the program in as many venues as we can so that folks, uh, so that there's a good chance for someone to come into contact with the information about an upcoming event. Uh, so make sure that you are getting the events listed in your local community calendars. And like I said, it's very easy to do. And every single uh, organization uh, has a community calendar. Your city has one. Your county has one. Every news station has one. Every radio station has one. There has to be uh, three or four or, or five dozen uh, for every city on the planet. It looks like. Uh, and I've done this. I've done these quite a bit, and it's not hard. You can do uh, you can do one in less than five minutes. Uh, even less than that, if you write out your, the information you put down, you write that, write that out in your notepad, save it into uh, your documents, and then you can just uh, cut and paste that uh, into the forms when you're filling them out. What about calling your local uh, National Guard and Reserve units? Uh, every other town has a uh, National Guard and Reserve unit. So call those folks. Uh, invite them uh, to come to the events. Let's I'm going to bring uh, uh, Sam on. I'm getting running myself off the end of the cliff here, and I don't want to leave <laughs> Sam out in the cold. Sam, welcome to the show. Hi, Scout. I don't think you're right. Sorry, sorry about that. I, I just got uh, <laughs> I got into into my spiel there, and I I left you hanging. Welcome to the show, Sam. Everybody, this is oh, Sam D. from New Mexico and uh, and other parts uh, across the nation. Well, folks, Scout was just talking about getting a hold of your local National Guard outfit. And i got to tell you, every town in America has got a guard armory. And if you don't know who to get a hold of, walk down there to the guard armory, and right on the door, it's going to have two phone numbers. It's going to have the first sergeant, and it's going to have the training NCO, because that's who they call if something goes wrong at the armory. Pick a nice quiet time of day after they've had their supper and call them up and say, hey, how'd you like a good deal? We will help you teach your troops to stay alive. Then give your apple seed elevator speech and send them to Bolt Gun or me. There you go. Next thing and you know, I'm we're going to have a GI apple seed in your town. We have not had anyone uh, that I know of so far <clears throat> injured or killed uh, just by making a phone call and inviting somebody to uh, an apple seed event, so it's a very painless thing, and it's very easy. I know sometimes you you may find it hard to make the call the first time because you're thinking, 
What am I going to do? What am I going to say? And the answer is you're going to call, you're going to talk to a person who's just like you. The only difference between you and them is that they have a once-a-month commitment uh, uh, to the National Guard. Uh, other than that, they're just regular folks like you. And they're looking for stuff like this to fill in their uh, uh, their training requirements for the year. The most, the absolutely uh, the, the worst-case scenario, they'll just say, look, we, we don't have any time for it, or we're a medical unit, et cetera, or we don't even have guns, we're in the fake National Guard, et cetera. So uh, <laughs> that's the worst thing that can happen to you. Uh, the best thing is that somebody's going to say, wow, that sounds like a really great idea. All right, let us uh, let me put you in contact with uh, Staff Sergeant Evans. He's our uh, training NCO, and well, let's get this ball rolling. Uh, this is going to be a great opportunity for you to bring the Alpseed Project to the guys that really need it. You know, a lot of the, uh, the National Guard units are supplying <clears throat> almost 50% uh, in a lot of places uh, for the troops on the ground in Iraq, uh, Afghanistan right now, etc., and then, of course, anything that pops up in the future. These are the guys that are going to be in on the ground right now. So they need uh, a good fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program. They need to know how to effectively uh, use the tools of their trade. So give them a call. And uh, like I said, the, the very most they can say to you is, uh, no thanks. And uh, the best they can say is, Great. I really appreciate that you did this, and you can bring uh, rifle marksmanship and American heritage and history uh, to another segment of the American population. All right, the uh, uh, scout. Let, let, let me give let me give them what you do for the hard sell. When when you get one of them training NCOs or a first sergeant that says, "Well, you know, we we ain't got time for it. We ain't interested." You say, well, how many people you got that didn't qual last time around? That's Send right. them to me this weekend, and I will qualify them for you. Yeah, when like they go they, back they, and they're better than 80% of the guys in the outfit, they'll come. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and the uh, you know the military, for you to get uh, promotions at certain levels and stuff, that's going to require you uh, to pass uh, your rifle marksmanship. Uh, qualifications there that you do, and uh, for you to get promotions, you're going to have to to pass it. And for your unit to look good, they are all going to need to shoot good. So anytime you offer uh, these guys a, a chance, a free chance uh, to improve their units overall, because whenever you talk to one of the commanders and stuff, when his unit uh, when his unit does uh, poorly. Uh, on their rifle uh, marksmanship qualifications and their weapons qualifications. It does not look good at all for his evaluation. So he wants this to happen. Now, whether they can schedule it or not is, a, is another thing, but at least offer them uh, the opportunity. And it takes five minutes. Get the phone, call down there. It takes five minutes. You probably know somebody uh, in your circle of friends who's a, uh, a member of the local uh, guard there. Get them, Put them onto this. All right, the next thing that uh, I want to remind you guys of is the local uh, SARDAR chapters that you have there, the Sons of the American Revolution, the Daughters of the American Revolution. Give these guys a call. Let them know that it's going on because these folks, uh, their mission is very similar to ours. It's uh, it's a mission 
of uh, continuing the education of the history uh, of America. And these guys also are very hard workers. I'm telling you, the uh, you want to get something done, you give it to one of the uh, blue-haired ladies in SAR, and I'm telling you, it's <laughs> going to get done. You guys have all seen the... You have seen those those hardcore blue hair workers, and uh, I'm telling you, if you, you one of them gets a hold of you, they don't leave a stone unturned until they get their mission fulfilled. So you want them on your side. Once again, all it takes is a five-minute phone call, and they'll either do it or they won't. Uh, no harm, no foul. If they don't, fine, no problem. If they do, you just picked up an accessory uh, to your promotions uh, department there locally. All right, the other thing I want to remind you of is uh, the radio show call-ins. Once again, almost everybody has a local radio show that they listen to, talk radio. And uh, and for a couple of years, I've had the the post that uh, I would give away uh, a free rifle to uh, anybody who got us on the uh, Rush Limbaugh, the Sean Hannity show. <clears throat> so far, there's been no takers, and I know that it's hard uh, at times to uh, to spend the time uh, dialing in and trying to get on there. All right, uh, no problem, because it's not hard to get onto your local talk radio show. Now, I'm talking about uh, local talk radio that has as many as a million listeners. You can still get onto the shows very easily, and. Uh, uh, you can dial up, you can get right in. Make sure that uh whenever you are uh what do you what are you building there, Sam? Oh, I'm putting some swivels in a stock fridge in here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not a chainsaw this time. <laughs> listen, when you guys get ready to call into the radio shows, listen to the radio shows, listen to what they're doing, what they're saying, and then uh then uh, when you call in, make sure that you uh, uh, that your question or your comment is uh, following their uh, following what they're saying. When you talk to the screener, uh, make sure that the comments that you want to make are relevant to what they're talking about, and then find a good way to segue into uh, the Appleseed message, just a, at least to get the uh, the homepage out, and uh, and then invite them to come to the uh, Appleseed event. Now, if you don't want to talk to somebody, uh, you can uh, you can find the local talk show uh, email address uh, just by Googling it. You Google it, you uh, send them an email, and ask them if, uh, if they can mention it or if you can talk to them about it on air, and uh, they'll very likely email you back and say, sure, call in at such and such time at this number, a special number, where you don't have to wait for a... Uh, Uh, for an open line. It will just send you directly into the station, and they'll get you on the air there. It's very easy to do. And I'll tell you once again that uh, for those those folks who have have stood out uh, uh, in front of Academy and Walmart, uh, et cetera, and handed out uh, flyers for upcoming events, uh, it's a lot easier to get on the radio and talk to uh, 10,000 people at once than it is to try and hand out 10,000 flyers. And it's a lot uh, more hygienic, too. Uh, you, uh, 
you shake the hands of uh, 50 or 60 people when you're handing out flyers, let me tell you, it starts getting uh, ugly. So make sure that you're uh, calling in uh, to the radio stations and getting the uh, information out. It's very, very easy to do. It's painless. Uh, nobody can see you. Uh, you can tell them your name is something else. Uh, you can. Uh, you, it's very, very painless, and and yet it helps the program uh, a great deal. <clears throat> All right, and then uh, <clears throat> the same thing with the uh, uh, with the magazines, uh, newspapers. Uh, television stations, etc. You want to send them an email inviting them to come to an event? That is great. Send them an email. See if they want to come to an event. If they say yes, then just uh, uh, turn that over. If they if you get a, a news station that's willing to come, uh, turn that event over to Tecris. I mean, you don't have to turn it over to him. Just let him know so he can help you organize it. But uh, all it takes is just an email. Uh, I'm with the Appleseed Project, and we're having an event uh, at the end of September, and we would like you guys to come out and uh, cover the event so that you can see what uh, goes on at an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event. And uh, they either will or they won't. Uh, there's no pain. Uh, and if, But if you don't do it, there's no gain. So <clears throat> take five minutes and... Uh, that's another thing that I wanted to, to tell you about, too, is that this stuff only takes, uh, each of these little things doesn't take more than five to ten minutes. Now, say you have, uh, we've got 10,000 members. So now, we know that all 10,000 aren't going to sit down tomorrow and devote five minutes. Let's say a 1,000 of them did. Uh, a 1,000 of the folks said, you know what, this week uh, I'm going to devote uh, five minutes to sending out an email or to making a call, etc. So now we have five thousand minutes. Now uh, you guys know that I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and uh, try and do the math while I'm while I'm talking because I would just stop talking. But uh, five thousand minutes uh, a month is a pretty great big chunk of time, and uh, it would produce a huge amount of of uh, returns. All right, along the same lines. Every city, every county has a police department, a sheriff's office, uh, etc. Now, for all of you guys listening uh, that don't know, Appleseed has opened up uh, uh, law enforcement as another uh, free attendance category. And, uh, and we did this to make sure that uh, that law enforcement is uh, is getting the rifle marksmanship training that they need, that they are uh, coming into close contact with Appleseed so they understand who we are and what we do, and uh, I think it's a great idea. Uh, a lot of my best instructors are law enforcement officers, either currently or past law enforcement, and uh, they're a great crew. And uh, <clears throat> Take five minutes and send an email, uh, make a phone call, and let them know. Drop a flyer off. Uh, if, they, if you're talking to a policeman, uh, heck, even if you're getting a ticket, it doesn't hurt to hand them a, a flyer or a trifold and say, look, uh, we've just opened this up, free attendance to law enforcement, and we'd love for you to attend. 
uh, all of you guys. Now, I've been talking to a couple of uh, law enforcement agencies, a couple of sheriff's offices, uh, and even a uh, uh, Texas uh, uh, Highway Patrol, uh, the Department of Public Safety, who are uh, we're in the process now of putting together uh, some special events where we're going to have uh, we're going to be taking instructors to uh, like DPS ranges to uh, to do a course for a uh, a group of officers at the same time. So make sure that you're uh, that you're getting the information out, and like I said, it's just a five minute phone call. They either will or they won't, and uh, and see if they can't if you can't get the information uh, out to them. Promotions is the it's the responsibility of every single one of us. I've told you guys many times before that. There are millions and millions of Americans who want to attend an apple seed. Uh, there's probably a million of them that would like to an, attend an apple seed uh, in the next two months. Now, what's stopping them from going to it? And the answer is they don't know that it's happening. If they knew, they'd put it on the books and they would attend, but they don't know. And in the business world, when you have situations like that, uh well, you have uh, a company that needs uh, people to work for it. And then you have people who are qualified to do that job, lots of them. But neither one knows the other exists. And that's called frictional unemployment. Now, we have the same thing going on in America today. We've got millions, I mean literally millions, of folks who would like to attend an Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship event, but they don't know that it's happening. So if they don't know what's happening, they're certainly not going to put it on their schedule. We need to get to them. And uh, and there are many, many ways to do it, nice, painless ways. Five minutes. Try it tomorrow. Just say uh, tomorrow between uh, 5.30 and, uh, and 5.35, I'm going to take five minutes. I'm going to send one email to somebody, uh, to a family member, to uh, uh, a law enforcement agency, to an SARDAR office, uh, to a, a radio, television, uh, newspaper, uh, and invite them to come and see what that brings you. And listen, when you start getting positive results, uh, that's really going to lend you a little bit of uh, a little bit more excitement, and uh, you're going to see how easy it is, how rewarding it is, and uh, and hopefully uh, next week you'll do ten minutes. And uh, I, I just want to remind everybody that. Promotions is the responsibility of uh, each and every one of us. All right, now listen, if you're trying to uh, get some information to me or something in uh, uh, in the chat room, uh, once again, uh, for some reason, uh, my chat uh, box isn't opening. So <clears throat> if, you, uh, uh, if you need to get something out, uh, Sam, can you see the chat? Sam D. I'm not near my computer right now, Scout. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, all right. If you uh, if you got to get something to me, then just give give me a call, and uh, we'll get it out on the on the air that way until uh, until the chat opens. Uh, I've had I know that before though that uh, it's opened up like in the last uh, five minutes of the show, which is very very helpful. 
All right, let's get another caller while we're uh, uh, while we're on this uh, same subject. Area code nine four one. You're on the air. Nine four one eight seven zero. You're on the air. Okay. Uh, a lot of folks call in and they just they want to listen, uh, which I have no problem with. Area code five seven three. You're on the air. Hi, Scout. This is Beth with Terry Brownfield. Hey, Beth. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you could spare a few moments. I know you got a busy evening this evening. I you do. I do. <laughs> that you are that you're working with, and I really appreciate you taking the time to call in. Uh, listen, everybody. This is uh, Beth Schoenberg from the uh, Terry Brownfield Show. And uh, I asked her if she would call in for just a few minutes this evening or however many minutes she can spare. <clears throat> because the next thing that uh, on the agenda that I wanted to talk about uh, was that uh, the event uh, that we've been looking for for 2010 is right around the corner, and that is the November elections. And uh, we talked to you guys about how important it is that each and every one of you uh, understands that the government, <clears throat> the president, is not the government. The senator, your congressman, are not the government. The uh, any of the judges or any of the other uh, uh, commissioners or uh, etc. The uh, alphabet agencies; uh, those are not the government. The government is you. You are the government. The rest of the folks are simply your representative. They're there to uh, to be your mouthpiece. And it's this time of year when we did, when a great number of the folks uh, who we want to uh, represent us, it's uh, the time that we elect them. So it's very, very important that at this time of year that we pay attention uh, to what's going on and that we make sure that we vote and uh, and I asked Beth to uh, to call in and uh, help me to talk about this and Beth uh, what is uh, yes sir let's see what uh, we've already started our early voting has already started here in Texas I believe we already had a uh, almost two weeks of it what about you guys I think we have too I haven't <laughs> I've been so busy I haven't seen much of that but I I know that there have been some that have already voted. So, so there has and, been uh, some early voting going on. And uh, tell folks, uh, give folks your take on this because I know that you guys are, uh, you guys are a lot more, uh, uh, how would I say this, politically involved <laughs> than, uh, than than we are. I mean, we have. Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, we we concentrate more on the Constitution and, and the logistics of things, some of the things that come out of legislation rather than we don't we don't really like to have political guests necessarily. We don't like to do one or the other. We like to encourage people to vote their conscience and not a party. And it's my personal belief that the parties have become way too powerful and it's too much about them and not enough about the people. And we I think we've seen that not just in this current administration, but in the last several administrations where they ignore the people and what they tell them they want. But particularly it's fresh in our minds with the bailouts. How many of us didn't want the bailouts? But, you know, our our representatives went ahead and voted it anyway as if we didn't know 
what was good for us, you know. I think that was Pelosi's words. They just don't know. And right, uh, right. same thing with, with the Obamacare. And I, I'm real proud of the state of Missouri that took a stand against that and said, no, we don't have to do that. Uh, we'll take care of our state, and uh, we don't want socialized medicine. And we had a senator here that complained about that, and uh, she doesn't represent her people. She represents federal government, which is what you were saying a few minutes ago. It is we, The people are the government. We were set up that way. God is first. God created the people. The people created the state. The state created the federal government. The federal government right. is the biggest, and it really should be the smallest. And somehow we've got this all topsy-turvy, and uh, it's gonna it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to happen in one November election. It's going to have to take several of them. Well, it's going to take a lot of them. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of elections, and it's going to have it's going to take a lot of time uh, for folks. And I, they're hopefully they're on the track now. Now I hope that uh, what usually happens in these cases is. Uh, you know, there's a big switch, and so and the, one party rises and and comes to the forefront, and they're happy, and they're and they and they get fat and happy, and they sit back and they do nothing once they're there. And uh, what we have to remember is that, <clears throat> and of course George Washington, uh, well, I think he he recognized this right off the bat, saying that the two-party system was going to be the the death of America. And uh, it certainly certainly seems like it's a, a big fat monkey wrench to, uh, uh, that causes a lot of grief because it seems like the two parties uh, they they've become enmeshed in this uh, this tug of war and they and the answer is always uh, better me than the other guy right even if I'm even if I'm not doing what you want me to do even if I'm actually a a, a a criminal uh, because of my last conviction, you know, uh, <laughs> still better me than the other guy, right? Because he's from the other party. And Appleseed, in the Appleseed Project, we don't have politics. We're never going to tell you uh, uh, what you should vote, what you should think, etc. What we're telling you is that you have a responsibility to this nation to be a working member uh, of the government, that you have a responsibility to vote, you have a responsibility to make your voice heard, and the greatest way to do that is coming up uh, uh, right around the corner, and that is your vote. And your vote counts. It makes and, a and big you need deal. To, you need to, we need to vote educated, and there shouldn't be any reason these days. And I'm just as bad as some others, you know. But we need to go online. We need to find out about these other parties as well. We need to find out what the candidates stand for. Um, and, and you, you mentioned a word that it's, it's one of my least favorite words right now, I guess because of what it, it just leaves a bad taste, and that's politics. Politics is the problem. It's not the way our government was ever to be run. The people were to run it. There wasn't to be politicking going on, and that's what's happened. And all of a sudden we've just become this we, – we accept the fact that our officials lie – that they make things up, that they do the opposite of what they're going to say. And we need to stop accepting that. We need to stop thinking, oh, yeah, they're just a used car salesman. That's the way they are, you know. That needs to stop. To, to me, that's that's a big part of the problem is we've allowed it. I mean, we, they've done wrong, but we the people have allowed it. And we've got right, to start holding them accountable and putting their feet to the fire. 
it's very hard to get the folks to do that. You know, that's, uh, and we've been saying this for years in the Appleseed Project, is that uh, our main enemy that we all have to combat to uh, to get things working correctly is apathy and ignorance. Apathy, ignorance, laziness uh, on the part of the people uh, to get involved, to do anything, to find out what the answer is. And just like you said, <clears throat> folks say, yeah, we, we know that uh, they're doing such and such and they really shouldn't, but, uh, you know, to, to get anything else done, we'd have to go out and do something. And we don't want to do that. We just want things to happen uh, you know, magically. Or the old, the old saying, you can't fight City Hall. And we all know now that you can fight City Hall. You certainly can fight and, City and Hall. And I'm so right. proud of the... I'm so proud of our Tea Party movement. And so far, they've managed to stay out of the politics, so to speak. They are just speaking what is right. They're fighting for the Constitution and what its original intent was and standing on that. And... Uh, and I'm real proud of them, and I hope that they stay that way. We, they've got, we have got to keep having Tea Party meetings even after the election. We've got to keep that going because if we let up, it's all going to keep going back the other way. And we're soon not going to have the freedoms that, that our founding fathers died for, sacrificed right. so that's much what, That's for. what I was talking about earlier is, if, is that whenever somebody, when something does happen, you know, if, if say that uh, – uh, that some of the the parties are changed a great deal from one to the other in this next election, that that shouldn't be considered a success and the end. That should just be uh, part of the process of writing things. And uh, I know that uh, (laughs) if you read the papers, you'll find that, uh, of course, the Democrats don't have anything good to say about the Tea Party folks. But I think the funny thing—the funny thing on the other side—and the is, Republicans are trying to are trying to kidnap them. <laughs> right, they're trying to kidnap them because they're scared to death of them. Because uh, they're kind of—they're the folks that are saying, "Look, uh, if you don't do your job, we're going to get rid of you." And uh, and that, like I said, that that scares them to death because uh, they were just saying, "Look, better me than the other guy," right? And now, right uh, now, somebody else is saying, "Well, no." Because here's the third guy, and uh, like I said, we're not going to. Uh, we're, I'm never going to endorse any uh, any candidates or any parties or anything else because uh, basically uh, I, I've been very disgusted with, uh, just like you said, with politics. And, uh, and well, it's, and you it's, know something I um you know, we put out a monthly newsletter and I just finished writing an article. We're just now getting October's out. I think it might make it out before November hits, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, I wrote an article because I couldn't I couldn't help but think about the signers of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and what they put on the line. They knew when they signed their names that they were being gonna be held for treason against the King of England. And they signed that. And here, uh, oh, I guess it's been in the last month and a half, the GOP came out with this pledge to America. But you can't help but notice it's just words on a document. Nobody signed their name to it. Right. They're not going to sign their names to anything and make a pledge to us. They're nice words, warm, fuzzy words. I mean, they were good. But it was all for show because we're in an election year and close to election right. time and and I have the little constitution booklet in my hand here and you know 
the preamble, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, posterity. to ordain and establish the Constitution of the United States of America. The big, bold words there are we the people. A government didn't set that up. The people set that up. The people are the ones that wanted property rights. They wanted to be able to own something. They didn't want to have uh, dictation to them without, you know, you know, taxation without representation. And I think what we had here with the Obamacare and the bailouts, that was definitely without representation because the majority of the American people didn't want it. So we have to go back, and, and I think we can do it if we just hold these people accountable. They don't do what we want. They're out. Well, the uh, it seems that a lot of the representatives have uh, they have forgotten that they have forgotten oh, oh, that they're representatives that they're that they serve at our leisure that they are there to do our bidding and they have modeled themselves more after the the new royalty. They expect uh, they expect you to come to them on bended knee and beg a boon from them instead of, (laughs) you know, and then they'll decide at their whim whether to grant it or not. And uh, and in a lot of cases, uh, like you said just a few minutes ago, uh, that uh, some of the representatives, some of the senators are saying, uh, yeah, uh, we don't care what the people want. We're going to do this because we know best. And uh, and that's... But they're not there to do what they know best. (laughs) That's not their function. They are there to represent uh, their constituents, to represent the people. And when they don't represent you, don't make a threat to them to put them out. Go down there and put them out. And who do you put in? And, And letters and phone calls and faxes are effective. If they get enough of them, they're effective. I mean, a lot of times we think, oh, I'm just one person. Why should I send anything? Well, because you're not the only one thinking that. And they know that. Right. And I tell people that uh, they come to an Appleseed event, uh, like I said, we don't talk about politics, but I do tell them that it is their job to get involved and that uh, that they are to write uh, letters, that they are to call their senators or congressmen. Now, Right. And just like you mentioned, well, I tell them. I it's not a ma- I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. It's not a matter of politics. It's a matter of we the people have an obligation. We have right. the obligation to hold these others accountable. And if they're not going to do what you voted them in to do, then vote them out. Right. But you you're, gotta, you're, but you're stuck politics. with them for so many years anyway, so you got to let them know you're unhappy. <laughs> you're stuck with them, but here's the power that you have over them. Like you said, it's not politics. It's not you being politicking. It's you fulfilling your obligation uh, as a member of the government, of the we the people, to make your uh, your needs, your wishes, your desires known to your representative, who's supposed to be representing you, making your uh, making your needs known to them. That is your obligation. And I tell folks, I go, look, uh, you can. I I give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they don't know what they're supposed to be doing, right? Start off from that angle. Maybe they just don't know. Maybe if you just let them know what they're supposed to be doing, then they'll get on the ball. They'll get in the program. And 
you mentioned just a moment ago, you said that, uh, you know, we're just one person. What? How am I going to do anything? I'm just one person. And that's not the case. I mean, that in no form or fashion is that the case. Because of what I mentioned earlier the, about the ap- apathy, the, the laziness of uh of American people that they and the feeling of uh uh the the feeling that they can't do anything that people don't make their wishes known uh to their representatives. So whenever you were writing that letter or whenever you're calling to speak to your representative, you're not just one person. Because of the fact that everybody won't do it, you are now actually representing a big chunk of that representative's constituency. They actually have uh, mathematical formulas to be able to tell them that uh, if 25 people call in, then that means that uh, out of the uh, out of the 25,000 constituents they have, uh, you, you represent uh, 10,000 of them. So don't think that your your one voice, your one phone call, or your one letter it doesn't count. It's actually the opposite. You count for a good number of people because the rest of the people aren't writing. They're not calling in. Why do you think that? Uh, why do you think that a lot of the uh, uh, the parties or the 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 people that have uh, agendas, uh, but they are uh, small minority groups that they and by minority, I'm not talking about a race. I'm just talking about a small group of of folks. Who have uh, uh, needs or who have an agenda? How do you think that they get their uh, their stuff through? It's because they organize and they mobilize and they get a whole bunch of people to call in. So that tips the scales in their favor. Well, you can do the same thing. You can call. There's not any reason that you should not know uh, your senator uh, and know the number and call in. And you're not going to talk to your senator or your congressman usually. Uh, and no problem, because you don't really need to, or actually you probably don't even want to. What you need to do is be on a, a good uh, first-name basis with the staff members there. And the only way you're going to get listened to is by talking to them in a polite, respectful fashion and by having a very clear-cut uh, uh, needs and wishes. You can't call and ramble about stuff because it doesn't do any good, and you certainly can't be rude because they'll hang up on you, and they have every right to. Uh, I don't care how yeah, good... Yeah, that, uh, that doesn't accomplish anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't care what, how good of an idea, opinion, et cetera you have. If you're rude, I, I think they should hang up on you, because that's not the way that you do things. You call up in a respectful, uh, polite fashion. You have a very short, sharp, clear uh, list of needs or uh, ideas, and you convey that to them, and then you follow up on it later. And that's the way that you get things done. That and down at the uh, <clears throat> at the uh, voting booth, which is coming up. Uh, and just like uh, just like Beth was saying earlier, if they're not fulfilling your needs, then you go down and you you unelect uh, them. And a lot of times we're faced right now because we have the two party system. We're faced with uh, just. Uh, uh, not even the good and the bad and the ugly, just usually the bad and the ugly. We don't. A lot of times the good is just left out. So how do you get the good? How can you get that one in there? That means you have to be 
involved in this whole process. You have to be voting in the primaries to try and get the person in on the list so you can vote for them. So this isn't something that you can just do uh, once uh, during the general elections. You have to be involved at, at every stage of this to make sure that you're getting the people onto the ticket that need to be onto the ticket. And uh, I think that, that you and I have talked about this before, uh, uh, Beth, about uh, that to make significant changes, you have to start on your own doorstep and work out from there. That's true. you got to start down with the local. And, you know, I uh, I spent some time with a girlfriend this weekend, and uh, she and I were talking a little bit and, you know, tossing it up here coming up in the election about this particular rep and, the, and this one and the senator race here in Missouri where we're at, <clears throat> whether to vote Republican or Democrat. Both of them are no good. And I have always done what she is still trying to do, vote for the lesser of two evils. And as long as you're doing that, you're still voting for evil. And I, I told her I was voting for the Constitution Party this time around, and I wasn't going to back down. I've backed down before, and I, she said, what, what if so-and-so gets in? I said, so what? It, that one's no different than the other one. They both voted for the same things. They've both followed the same row, you know, the same path down there. And, and it's not the path for the people. So what difference does it make? I'm voting somebody different. Until I vote different, nothing different's going to happen. So right, um, right. But anyway, you, but you have to start off at your at your local, local elections you because start the way you do local. this is like a exactly. this is like a assembly line or like a uh, <laughs> like a training ground. You know what I mean? Right. You, you right. Get, exactly. You, you start electing the guys locally, and they get and they get uh, elected to local school boards, and then they. Uh, you know, they graduate from there, and they, they keep going higher and higher until now, in a few years, they're actually in a position where they can do some good. I'll tell so, you what, Scout. I, I have about uh, uh, two, four, six, eight hungry eyes staring me down, wanting me to walk out the door so we could go eat. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, I, better, I better accommodate them. But, yes, I encourage everyone to get out and vote. And before the election, if you're still not sure on some issues or on some candidates, get online and find out. Make some phone calls. Find out something. In this day and age with the communication, it ought to be a lot simpler. <laughs> so let's find uh, well, listen, out. I want to tell you. I want to tell you. Thank you, and I'll tell the folks listening. We're going to have Beth on again uh, uh, in the very near future. Uh, the Beth Schoenberg and the Dairy Brownfield Show are very, very good friends of Appleseed, and I want you guys to remember that uh, that we support our friends, and I want you guys to. Uh, to be listening to the Dairy Brownfield Show, and uh, I want you to dig in your pockets and uh, see if you can't uh, grab uh, some coinage of the realm uh, to send them, <laughs> to keep them on the air. And uh, and then Beth will be on again in, uh, in a couple of weeks uh, uh, again with us. Beth, thank and, and you if, so and much if for giving to, us the time. Uh, all right, Scout, I appreciate it. You all shoot straight, okay? Okay, give us the, give us the website. You started to give it to us. Go ahead. www.dairybrownfield.com, and that's dairy, D as in dog, E-R-R-Y, in Brownfield. And if you listen to the show, you won't just hear Beth. You'll hear dairy. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Oh, thank you, Sam. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. And we'll see you in uh, just a couple of short weeks. All right. God bless you all. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That, uh,
That was our good friend, Beth Schoenberg, and she she is a good friend to Appleseed. Uh, the Dairy Brownfield Show uh, does a lot to support us, and uh, and like I said, I want to make sure that we're doing the same thing, that we're supporting them. We should be supporting uh, everybody who is a friend of Appleseed. We should be supporting them, and uh, and not just because they're a friend to Appleseed, but because they're doing a really good job at what they do about getting the word of the Constitution out and uh, putting out the information to Americans. They're doing a, a great job of that. We don't do a lot of uh, we don't do a lot of talking about a lot of the subjects that they talk about uh, at Appleseed. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be listening to other folks uh, talking about that. So make sure that you uh, that you check in with them, www.dairybrownfield.com, and that will take you to their show. And, then, uh, and you can also uh, do them a big favor by talking to your local uh, talk radio uh, stations and telling them that you want to hear the Dairy Brownfield show on your local uh, talk radio stations. Uh, you know, enough folks do that, then they will uh, they'll put them in a slot there. And uh, it works the same way as I was telling you about the letters to your representatives. You know, if 10 or 12 people uh, talk to a radio station and say, uh, we want to hear the Derry Brownfield show, then uh, that actually means it's uh, between, uh, you know, uh, between 2,000 and 50,000 people, depending on what their listenership is. So make sure that you are uh, are supporting our friends. <clears throat> All right, and and she is a good friend. And uh, and Sam, you've uh, you've been talking and working with them well uh, ever since I've known you. Well, they got me my first opportunity to talk Appleseed on the radio. I sent Beth a, a two line email. Uh, I said, uh, I have something that I think that, that your listeners need to hear. And I put the web address on it and put my name on it. And the next day, Beth's on the phone. When do you want to be on? How about Wednesday? Just like that. Yep. And that's exactly what I was telling folks is that that's, that's how hard and painful it is. A, a two-line email to a radio station. And the next day, the uh, the radio host calls and says, "When do you want to be on?" That's exactly how hard and painful it is. And uh, Sam was on the show, and uh, he did a great job on that show. Sam always does a great job when he does the interviews. And uh, and the Derry Brownfield show has been uh, a friend to us ever since. And they do a lot of mentioning of the Appleseed program, and they help us wherever they can. They don't just talk the talk. They walk the walk. They help the the uh, Appleseed Project wherever they can, and I'm telling you, there are a lot of radio stations, a lot of radio hosts that want to do the same thing. Uh, and uh, you know, I even ran into one in San Antonio that uh, uh, that was a surprise to me. Silence. <laughs> the, the the new crop of. Uh, of puppies from our dog Liberty Bell. Uh, she had a whole stack of puppies, and they're in here with me. So I'm trying to get them to be quiet. Anyway, the, uh, the there was a radio show in San Antonio, and I was driving through there on the way to an event, 
and uh, they were talking about uh, it was a car show, uh, and uh, and lo and behold, the guy, the two guys on the car show, the car repair show, maintenance show, uh, started talking about the founders, and uh, I go, that's it, that's my cue, and uh, grabbed the phone and uh, called in, and uh, they were more than willing to talk about it. And now I don't even have to uh, I don't have to call in and tell them about it. Now they talk about it on their own. So be listening to these stations. Uh, and just like uh, Sam told you a minute ago, it's very easy. He didn't uh, it wasn't a hard sell. He didn't have to uh, uh, to extract a quart of blood uh, or anything else like that. And a two line email, a two line email to them, and they said, "Let's go. We want you on the show." And that's what they're going to do to you whenever you call them. Now, you don't have to go on the show. If you don't want to this, if you don't want to go on and talk on one of the radio shows or something, you don't have to. Call Sam. He'll go on there. Uh call any of the folks in the uh in promotions and we'll grab somebody uh in your area to go on uh to go on for you, but we we need you to make the introduction for us to get us a slot there. And uh and if you do want to go on, it's very very easy. Uh, if you've been to an Appleseed event, I don't have to tell you what to say. You know what to say. Now, you don't have to make up some kind of big speech or anything. All you have to do is tell the folks what you uh, what you learned at an Appleseed event and how it made you feel. How it made you feel to set a goal, to achieve that goal, and then to understand that you had a sacred responsibility to the nation. That's all you got to do. The, the project sells itself. That's all you have to do. Two-line email to a radio station, television station, newspaper, etc., and then sit back and wait for them to call you. <clears throat> all right, and on that note, uh, we'll just talk uh, real quickly about uh, about the results of the recent one that uh, we had here in the villa. We, uh, I... Uh, uh, I've been contacting the uh, television stations, and uh, they have been, uh, you know, coming out to visit and uh, do uh, interviews of the folks here and stuff. And we just, we just had one from uh, WFAA, uh, ABC in Dallas. And if you guys like to see it, you can go to uh, WFAA.com, and uh, I think it's still in rotation at the top of the rotation for. Uh, uh, for the story, if not, just uh, search uh, uh, Appleseed Project at WFAA, and you'll get the uh, uh, the news report that they did. I think it was about uh, I don't know about three minutes or so, and uh, which you know, I remember telling the reporter, I said, "Man, you guys, uh, you guys are working hard, working hard for that uh, that thirty seconds you're going to give us uh, because they." Uh, they were there from 6:45 a.m. until about 9 p.m. Uh, on the Saturday of the event last month, and uh, I'm telling you, the uh, the videographer he must have taken, uh, uh, I would say, uh, 30 or 40 hours of video uh, because he had multiple cameras running the whole time, uh, two or three cameras up on uh, on tripod, shoulder mount, and then he had a little tiny. Uh, camera that was about half the size of a pack of cigarettes, uh, which which was a high definition uh, video camera, and 
they took a lot of video and they did the hours of the interviews and stuff and <clears throat> and then they put it all together and uh released it uh, last week and uh now if you've seen it then uh I'm sure that a lot of people have uh mixed feelings about it because uh, uh I'll tell you that uh it it wasn't uh it certainly wasn't a uh, something that uh, we would be all glowing about but we've talked about uh media and our relations with them uh, several times here on the show and I'm sure that you know that uh my opinion on that and that is that the television newspapers etc while at one time in history uh they were there to uh, provide you with information uh, on things and to provide you with the story on things. And uh, and they've slowly morphed from that into now their responsibility is to sell advertising. And uh, for you to sell advertising, you have to have stories that, uh, uh, that are controversial, that, uh, uh, you know, that are exciting and... <clears throat> If you don't get it, then you're going to have to make it, and uh, and sometimes that's what they do. <clears throat> Some of the uh, uh, I can tell you right now that a lot of the uh, uh, a lot of the stuff that they were saying was uh, was certainly there to be dramatic. Uh, I believe that the reporter uh, started out part of the story and was saying that uh, uh, first the guy says that uh, the Apple project. Wants to put, uh, they want to put rifles into the hands of every man, woman, and child in America. And uh, I personally, I have no grief with that. That sounds great to me. And uh, and then uh, the female reporter comes on and she says, uh, uh, at the Appleseed Project, the uh, the folks attending this event in Davila are learning to shoot to kill. <laughs> and then there's a break and. Uh, and then she says they're targets, but you know it leaves it there at the shoot to kill, and it's all very dramatic. And uh, uh, and then they have uh, they brought in some folks from the uh, Anti Defamation League there in the uh, the North Texas uh, Oklahoma office to to say that while the Appleseed Project, while well, they've been tracking us uh, for quite a while, and, and while they don't feel that we're currently a threat. Uh, to America, that they they don't know where we're headed, and, uh, <laughs> and of course that has to make me laugh because that's you know that's something you could say about anyone or anything. So and so hasn't uh, he hasn't stolen a loaf of bread from the store yet, but we don't know if he's thinking about it. Uh, so, <clears throat> and this is something that even uh, Fox News. Uh, has done to us, and uh, I uh, I called the folks yesterday at ATL because I'm going to invite them to come to the to come come to an event because I doubt that uh, any of them have have been to an event. If they had, uh, they wouldn't be uh, uh, they wouldn't be worrying about uh, stuff like this. They would be they would understand uh, what's going on. So we're going to get one of them to come. I'm sure that if you, if I was a reporter and I took a uh, some snippets 
from uh, uh, from an interview, and I chopped them up and played it for the guys. They would say, "Oh my gosh, these guys are scary," uh, but uh, uh, we'll get some of them to attend so that they can uh, uh, they can relax. Uh, uh, the reporter had chopped up, like I said, they chopped up some of the comments and. Uh, and I think she she took one of my comments, which was, uh, it's not whether or not something is going to happen, but when it's going to happen. And that was from an earlier conversation when when she was asking me about how I found out about the Apple C program, what brought me to it. And I was I was talking to her about uh, Rita and Katrina, about the hurricanes and stuff. And I said, you know, as uh, as an American, as a citizen, uh, you should be uh, you should be living your life in a way that you are prepared uh, for things that uh, that happen. You should be prepared prepared uh, for hurricanes, for tornadoes, for things like that. Because I said it's not that uh, it's not a question of if something like that will ha- ever happen, but when it will happen. So. Uh, as you can see, there's a there's a whole lot of uh, uh, a whole lot of difference that can be made whenever uh, whenever something is put into the into the context that it's set in. And uh, the same thing, I think they took another uh, clip of uh, when I was speaking to her. And uh, just as a note to you guys, that uh, uh, when you're doing an interview, you want to you probably want to make sure that uh, if you even if you think the cameras are not on, that you uh, uh, that you realize that they could be. <clears throat> now, I didn't say anything that's not uh, out of Appleseed policy, but uh, uh, but like I said, they can they can take anything, they can take any comments and uh, and run them however they want. <clears throat> uh, there was another section that they used that uh, where I was saying that the folks in uh, in Germany in the 30s that uh, they thought that. Uh, Nothing like uh, what happened to them could ever happen to them, but it did. And uh, and that was in response to a question that she was asking about, about uh, do I think that there would ever be an armed revolution uh, in America? And I said, no, no, of course not. I said, there's no need for that. Because we've, we have uh, eliminated the need for that uh, back in uh, 1775 in uh, and because of the documents that we have and the system of government that we have, we've eliminated the need for that. I said, but that doesn't mean that we have eliminated the need for folks, for citizens, to be vigilant, for them to be watching uh, what's occurring in uh, their government, that, uh, that they shouldn't always be aware of what's going on, because that uh, that things can happen. Things can get out of control. And if you don't believe that, I said you can ask the folks in uh, in Nazi Germany. Uh, Germany at that time was uh, was one of the most cultured, one of the most sophisticated and educated uh, societies on the planet. And certainly, I think that if you ask them, and this is this is where the quote came in, I said. If you ask them if they thought something like that could ever happen to them, what did happen with well, the takeover of the nation by Hitler and and the eventual uh, the eventual horrors that followed that, 
that they would say that could never happen to us because we're too educated, we're too uh, cultured, we're too refined for anything like that to ever happen to us. And yet it did. So you can never put yourself uh, above, you can never put... uh, uh, to say you can never say that something is not going to happen uh, to you. What you can say is that we're going to make sure that we are monitoring uh, the government, that we are making sure that we are involved uh, in the government and the decisions that the government makes, uh, in order that we can make sure uh, that something like this can't happen. So that's where that came from, <clears throat> and uh, the actual the event that the uh, that the folks that the Dallas news people came to was was actually really one of the uh, one of the better ones that we had, and uh, we had a a really diverse uh, group of folks there: uh, homeschooling mother and her two kids, and uh, a couple of grandmothers, and uh, doctors and lawyers and policemen and active duty military. Uh, we had a really diverse crowd, and. Uh, and of course, I and when I was talking to her about this, uh, another clip they used was the one where I said, uh, when she was telling me that uh, or, or asking me uh, what I thought about militia or uh, or uh, if they uh, uh, if folks ever do uh, say anything about uh, armed revolution or anything like that me if I ever hear anything about that. And the, of course, the answer is no, I don't, because just because I don't. Uh, nobody, I've never heard anyone at an Appleseed event talk about revolution other than the American Revolution. I've never heard anybody at an Appleseed event talk about shooting anybody or anything like that, because they just don't. It's not the type of folks that uh, that we attract. And uh, but I did tell her, I said, you know, if somebody did come to me, I would tell them. I said, look, don't expect any type of uh, uh, any type of compassion from me uh, for any type of arm, for any thoughts or ideas about an armed revolution, because you're not going to get it from me. And uh, and I hold that to be a uh, a true and, and current philosophy of mine, and that is. Uh, I'm not going to get involved in that, and we're not going to talk about that because that is not what our mission at Appleseed is. <clears throat> All right, let's see if we got another caller here. Uh, area code nine four one eight seven zero. You're on the air. Okay, another listener. Yeah, we're here. Okay, hold on. I think that uh, I just cut him off after he said, "Yeah, he's here." All right, I think I got you back on area code nine four one. Hello. Uh, yeah, there you go. Who is this? Uh, this is Mike Johnson and Ann Johnson in Wichita, Kansas. Well, hey, Mike and Jan, welcome to the show. It's Mike and Ann, and Ann's a new rifleman, so you you know, <laughs> Ann with no e. <laughs> Okay. Well, congratulations, Ann. Uh, well, thank you. Get, where were you guys? Where did you shoot at? Um, I went to the uh, the Oxford shoot and also the Eureka shoot, 
and I went with uh, my stepson Tyler, and he also became a rifleman too. Well, congratulations to Tyler. Thank you. And uh, and and what about you, Mark? Not yet. I'm going to go to the winter seat on December 4th, I believe it is. Man. Okay. Good. You can that way. You can get uh, you can get your winter seed patch. You do the event in some inclement weather, and you can that is a patch that you can strut around in. Good. Excellent. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. The, well, uh, uh, when we when we first well, I haven't been to an apple seed yet, but uh, Ann, she uh, she's been and uh, my son they've been to. Uh, to two events, and uh, they just have had an absolute uh, blast, pardon the pun, and uh, she was bound and determined to, to get a rifleman after that first one. She barely missed it, and uh, so did Tyler, but they uh, they both got it this last time, and, and uh, now I think she's signed on to be an instructor in training here as of today, so... Uh, well, congratulations again, Ann. <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, they asked her at the first one, "Why are you here?" and and she said, "Well, my husband didn't want to teach me." <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, now, is that the like truth? That the, the husband Sorry? didn't want to teach her, or did she just not want to be taught by him? Let's let's just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know how those things go. But, uh, so. She'll probably be instructing me before too long. So, well, that that'll work. And uh, you know, I I told my wife uh, that we would. She she's going to come through the program in a while. She's uh, she's been she's been working with me, helping me uh, for several years now. But she hasn't run through the program yet, and uh, she's going to uh, in the next couple of months. But. Uh, uh, I certainly assured her. I said, "Well, it won't be me. Uh, it won't be me teaching you." I said, well, "We've got plenty of good instructors that can uh, that can teach you because I've already uh, I've already have plenty of experience in uh, and that's that's what the, that's what I was doing, you know." <laughs> that's, that's called third party influence, right? So you know, we make that a we we make that a pretty standard thing now of. Uh, you know, when families come, unless they specifically ask to be kept together, we, we split everybody up because that way nobody has to worry about anybody else. They can all enjoy the program on their own. And, uh, you know, the women can enjoy it. They don't have, Nobody has to worry, and the fathers and, and, and kids don't have to worry about that because when you have a, a, a normal you know, father and, and son conversation would would be uh, you're going to have to uh, you know you're going to have to hold your rifle more steady, and then the reply from the kid is I was, and then the father has to say no you weren't, and then the son has to say yes I was. That's just that's the way life goes, and uh, right. So we split them up, and uh, I got to tell you that the kids, <clears throat> a lot of times this is one of their first one of the first places where they're treated uh, as an adult, you know, as a young adult, and uh, and that's how we treat the, the young men and young women come through. It's, uh, 
as, as young adults. And uh, when they start doing things, this is one of the first times uh, or the first places that they get to set a goal for themselves and then achieve it on their own. And uh, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a a lot of times it is a, a big event in their lives. Let me ask you, how did you guys hear about the program? That's one of the questions that I always ask. Um, I saw the uh, flyer that was hanging up at a uh, Gander Mountain in our area. Okay. And then you read it, and then and then, what made you decide? What made you flip the switch? You read the flyer, and you said, hmm, okay. And what made you to actually flip the switch? Uh, I guess as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is awesome. i got to go. <laughs> I just didn't really think about it. It was just like a... It was it was good timing because I was looking for something like that because uh, for different reasons. My husband had purchased a firearm or two, and I didn't know how they worked, and I thought, you know, I really would like to know more about them. And I saw this, and I was like, that's perfect. I'll do that. Okay, so you were already uh, you were already looking. Well, like she she said before in the past, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person, and you can't say the right thing to the wrong person. So you know, there's going to be some people that say no, and there's going to be some people that are looking for something. Right. So so you were already you were in you were kind of like uh, let's say you you were in the market you were in the market for that particular type of. Uh, uh, of a situation, and when you saw that, you said, this is it. This is what I was looking for. Right, exactly. Okay. And, of course, your son, he came because you were coming. Right. And I said, doesn't and, this look like Stendon? He said, yeah. <laughs> and so what was your, before you went, what was your what was your idea of what the program was going to be like? Oh, gosh. Uh, was, it different than, was it different than what you thought it was going to be like? Um, yeah, it was a little bit. Were you expecting the history? Were you expecting uh, so much uh, instruction? Um, I had gone on the website because I couldn't go to an event right away because I was traveling quite a bit. And right. so I had gone to the website and I had researched it quite a bit and tried to learn as much as I could. And somehow I found the six steps to firing the shot, and I tried to uh, memorize those as much as I could, and so I kind of understood what was coming, but I think the thing that I liked the most was the, uh, before everybody brought their rifles onto the line, we had that safety briefing orientation thing, Right. and that really made me feel much safer than what I was thinking. Because I really exactly. had no idea of what to do or what to expect, or so that really and put me at ease. We're we are a, we are an extreme uh, uh, safety oriented organization, and I tell the folks when I'm doing the safety briefing, I go, I said, look, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to repeat the safety rules. I'm going to ask you to repeat them, not because I'm talking down to you, not because I'm being condescending. But because uh, we get folks from uh, from every level of experience, 
we get folks all the way from uh, uh, from the the heads of uh, the SWAT department all the way to folks that uh, that I help them. Uh, I'm going to help them in just a few minutes. Cut open the box to get their rifle out that they've never touched before, that they've never fired, and uh, you want me to make this a safe event, and uh, so we're very safety oriented, and that's one of the things that I think that is a great benefit uh, to folks who attend, uh, especially uh, especially youth, especially kids, because you want your children to understand what a safe rifle is and what safe rifle handling procedures are for a firearm. Because, uh, you know, if they come into contact with a firearm or with somebody handling one, you want to make sure that they understand uh, what what constitutes a safe rifle or the safe handling of a firearm. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best things that we do, too, is uh, we have a very uh, detailed, involved uh, safety program uh, that uh, runs through the the program so that when you come to a two-day event, uh, you become very safety conscious uh, of what it means when you're handling a rifle to handle it safely and correctly. I agree. I uh, started taking notes when they started telling us what the four safety rules were and what the six steps to a safe rifle were. I I just started writing it all down because I didn't know that and I didn't want to forget it either, so... She's an engineer. Oh, I was going to say that that exactly that <laughs> sounds like an engineer, a pilot or an engineer, uh, because I wish that everybody was as detail oriented as that. When she was telling me that she went to the website and looked up the six steps of firing the shot and memorized them, I was thinking, what a joy! What a joy! <laughs> well, that's because my husband sometimes calls me something else, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to me, that that is the perfect uh, attendee because uh, uh, you know there is uh, when you if you actually break it down into uh, sentences, uh, the procedures for firing uh, a rifle correctly are actually very simple, very easy, uh, but you have to do all of them. And uh, when somebody's detail oriented, uh, it makes it a lot easier. And also, I'll tell you guys this, too, is that uh, I also I, I love usually uh, instructing women because uh, usually uh, men, you know, when they come to an event, they've been shooting, a, a lot of the men have been shooting for most of their lives. So they already have uh, ways that they shoot. They already have habits, practices, et cetera. And uh, you tell them to do something, and they're like, well, uh, you know, I've been doing it this way, so... You know, I think I pretty much know how to shoot. It's uh, no different than me saying, I'm going to teach you guys how to change a tire on a truck. And they're going to look at me and go, what? Uh, <laughs> women, women come to an event and they go, you know, uh, I don't really know that much about shooting, so I guess what I'll do is I'm just going to listen to what he says and do it. And uh, voila, they usually end up shooting uh, to rifleman standards before their husbands do. So, and I enjoy uh I enjoy working with women. I enjoy working with the children too. Like I said, the the kids, uh, the kids will. Uh, everybody does, but you, the kids are the most. Uh, uh, they're the the most, uh, I guess, transparent on it. Is they'll set the, a goal for themselves, and the goal is to improve their rifle marksmanship. 
and then you have a kid that uh, that sets that goal for themselves, and uh, and a, a lot of cases, this is the first time they've ever set a goal for themselves for some type of physical uh, activity, uh, some kind of physical technical activity. They set a goal for themselves of uh, improving their rifle marksmanship. They uh, they bear down on it, and they work at it, and they improve, and uh, and a lot of kids will end up shooting. Uh, into the high scores, or even make riflemen over the course of a weekend. And I'm telling you, uh, the look on their faces, the sense of achievement that they have when they're getting that patch, that is something to behold. And that's one of the reasons that I do the job that I do, uh, because of, uh, of the folks that, that attend an event. So you're going to get your orange hat, and, uh, and what about your son? How old is he? He is 17, and he's already accepted the orange hat. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So. A mother and son instructing team. That's perfect. Uh, yeah. you, guys can, uh, you guys can go to, the, uh, to some of the same events. Now, he'll, you, you'll probably, uh, he, he may ask you to call him Mr. So-and-so at the events and act like you're not his mom, but, uh, That's but at fine. least you'll still, be, you'll still be at the same events. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter is one of my daughters is uh, ten, and she asked me if the if she could be uh, an instructor, and I said, "Well, you certainly can. It may be a year or two away, but uh, we'll certainly get you ready for it." And uh, and she's just uh, she's chomping at the bit now to do it. When's your next event going to be? Uh, December fourth, the Winter Seed event. Okay, perfect. And we're at. That is in uh, Eureka, Kansas. Okay. Now, did you guys just attend the uh, the event that was at the end of the boot camp? Uh, the boot camp. Um, I think the boot camp, I think I remember somebody talking about that and saying that it was in Missouri, and they couldn't make it, so they went to the September 25th and 26th weekend event in Eureka. Okay. And that was... The uh, second weekend that we went to, also. Okay, great. And uh, Mark, when did you say that you're going to go to one? You're going to go to the December Winter Seed event. That's correct. All right. Now, did you go to the website and memorize the six steps already? <laughs> I got a note taker. <laughs> By the way, when she said I call her something else, it's pumpkin. Yes, pumpkin. No pumpkin. <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that you go and that you really enjoy it, and that you decide uh, that you'd like to become an instructor also. Because, listen, as far as a family event, these are great. Uh, these are great things for the whole family to do. So many of my instructors uh, work it that way. Their families are all involved, and uh, and it's a thing that you can all do together. You can all share this. You can all achieve. You can all uh, experience the satisfaction uh, that comes from doing something together as a family, and doing something worthwhile like this. And uh, if you guys, if you, if uh, Anne and your and your son Anne, uh, if you you guys have been to two events, so I think that uh, are you tell me uh, the folks that you met at these events uh, personally. Uh-huh. I, 
every time I go to an event, every time I teach an event, I'm always amazed at the quality of the folks that show up. It seems that it seems that the best folks in the nation uh, attend these events. I agree. And uh, was that your experience? Was, yeah, we met a, a, a father who had brought a daughter and a son first event. No, we're still here. Okay, I may have lost them. Uh-oh. Okay, so you guys back? We're here. Okay. Uh, for some reason, the uh, the audio just left, uh, so I, I didn't hear your answer. Did what? The folks that attend the events. Uh, what did you think about the folks that attended? Uh, I thought they were great. The uh, the first weekend we met a gentleman who brought his daughter and a son, and he came back also the weekend that we went to the second shoot, and he had brought two sons with him and a friend of his son's that time. And he actually had done some research on Patrick Henry's speech and gave a really good uh not a speech about it. He actually recited it, and uh, it, it was just amazing. It really gave me a lot of hope to meet all these people. Right, because you think, at least uh, I did, and sometimes I still do. Sometimes I'll, I'll think that, man, we're in, we're in bad trouble because of the the quality of the folks uh, in the nation, and then and then the Appleseed event rolls around. And I talk to the people that attend it, and and my heart is made light again because I see that uh, our nation is still filled up with uh, with folks that care, with very high quality folks who care about uh, the direction that our nation is taking, who care about preserving our heritage, our culture, the freedoms and liberties uh, that are provided to us by this nation. Now you said this guy that attended. He was just, he was a, he wasn't an instructor. He was just a person that attended, right? Right. Uh Uh-huh. And yet, uh, and yet he did some research and he came there with a speech. Uh, Now, was he an engineer? No, not that I know of. (laughs) Well, he could have been an engineer or a pilot. Uh, One of our instructors is a, uh, is a, uh, a pilot and uh, slash engineer and, He's an absolute, uh, absolute joy. But the folks Great. that attend the events are uh, are about as high quality folks uh, as you could wish for, and that is the thing that keeps me coming back. Well, listen, guys, uh, that's the that is the British lady in my ear telling me that uh, we got uh, ninety seconds left. Uh, Mark, Ann, and. Uh, and your son, I want to tell you guys uh, thanks. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for giving us that story. Thanks for uh, for going to the event and taking the orange hat. And, uh, Mark, I look forward to hearing about you after the December event. So I hope that you call in. Call in after you attend the December event so I can talk to you guys again, okay? Okay. Sounds and, good. Uh, guys, remember the Dairy Brownfield Show is uh, a friend of ours. Uh, we want to support them, and uh, remember that everybody can be doing their part uh, in promoting the Appleseed Project. And we'll see you again. We'll look for you again uh, next Tuesday, 7 p.m. 
Central Time. Thank you. God bless everybody that called in, uh, all the folks in the chat room. I could never get my chat to open, but uh, I-, I know that you were there. So thank you, and uh, we'll see you again this next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central. Sam, thank you, sir, and uh, I'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you, Scout. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night, everybody.